Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. This is me. It says right there, Joe Oberly, right there. And this is over there is Mark Craig. No, that way, that way. Mark Craig is from the Star Tribune, startribune.com. And Mr. Analyzer Deluxe of the Vikings draft last week. I'm sure you all paid attention and saw it. And it was exciting and exciting from probably not the standpoint that most folks were looking for. But, uh, boy, never a dull moment. Mark, you know, with the trades, aside from the trades, which we're definitely going to talk about, what did you think about, what were your thoughts on the draft in general and uh, and the players that the Vikings did end up taking? Well, my first thoughts are that uh, uh, Quasi and that their collaborators um, saw the draft a lot differently than a lot of teams did. And, but you know what, that will give him time. He might've seen it accurately uh, the way that, that uh, he needed to see it. Um, But he was, but I also, I sort of admire that he was unafraid to make, uh, you know, trading with two division rivals going 20 spots down, you know, and just saying, Hey, you know, I feel like, you know, I trust our board. I trust our process. I'm going to make that. I'm not going to worry about what, you know, idiots like us say on podcasts. Um, but in saying that, there's a whole idiots. lot. His his ribs are exposed in about a hundred different ways on how this could be remembered. Uh, but I guess that's my, my take on all the moves he made. My take on, um, you know, I think he got some some good players. I like seeing, um, you know, there's a lot of guys from 12 to 32 that I liked, especially the guy who went number 13. Uh, well, Jordan Davis you in your mock draft. I was hoping for, to get one right, you know. Hey, uh, <laughs> but but to me that you know I think they got you know two starters at the top. Uh, the rest of them, I don't know that the guard is going to be a, a starter right away. But hey, it's another it's another uh, interior it's an interior guy that uh, you can that could be a starter down the road. I think they got some good players. I just the question will be could they have gotten better players because they had a lot of better there were a lot of players that were available that were ranked higher by a lot of other teams. I'm glad you said that about, you know, him sticking to his guns. I mean, that, that should be said about this, you know, one way or the other. Now it might come off as somebody, Hey, like I'm the smartest guy in the room, but you know, the fact that he is approaching the draft the way he did uh, and, and went, did it no matter what people said uh, uh, was, you know, to be commended. You know, but but not everybody sees it that way. I mean, you know, you and I were talking to a former GM, uh, NFL GM yesterday, and and uh, he was said you never trade in a division. You never do. You just don't do it. And I think you kind of a, a, agreed with that. Um, I'm trying to 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 look at it from Quasi's point of view about what he sees, in, and I really think that yeah, uh, you know, you rank you rank players one to, you know, whatever, 200 and whatever the Mr. Irrelevant is. And I think the numbers are a little, little misleading because I think the players are closer together in, in ability in some cases than those numbers might say. I mean, someone in the top five looks great. I mean, I got someone in the top five. Well, I think Quasi sees someone, you know, dropping down to the 32nd pick 
just as valuable. I mean, if he had 12 and if you thought you thought uh, uh, scene was his guy at that point, he probably should have taken him there, but he thought I can get this guy later because of how somebody's ranking him. I can get more picks. I mean, is that not the way to go? I mean, uh, if, well, if you're really confident in that. Yeah. Well, a couple, a couple things to unpack there. One, he didn't just drop like two or three spots. He dropped 20 spots. Yeah. And I, you know, from my 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 without even looking at all the Jimmy Johnson charts and all these different charts that are going on, uh, trade chart trade value charts. My initial when I saw the trade and I was over at the draft party on uh, at the uh, and the reaction at the draft party was not it, people weren't too happy maybe because they had to sit there another two hours to, to wait for the pick but um, you know I don't think they got I didn't think that they got enough back I I didn't see thirty two thirty four and sixty six being the equivalent of 12, uh, 32 and 66. Oh, it, it was, uh, the, the Lions, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Lions had, the Lions had, had, uh, 32, uh, 34 and 40, uh, 66. And the Vikings had 12 and 46. And yes. Okay. I didn't see that equal at all. And the draft charts, you know, like Jimmy Johnson, I don't know people are saying, Oh, it's 30 years ago. Come on, we got to get. I mean, Jimmy John, I, I, I sort of joked. I said, uh, and this has nothing to do. I'm not comparing the Herschel Walker trade to that trade. I just said, it's kind of amusing that there's a general manager in Minnesota making fun of Jimmy Johnson's trade charts. Yeah, anybody old enough to remember Herschel Walker, you know, might want to have a little more respect for Jimmy. But the, that was a difference of about 260 points or whatever, which is the equivalent of about a third round pick. I just thought they should have gotten a little bit more for that. I mean, the Lions you know, saw a guy that's a, that they envision as a, uh, a game changing uh, deep threat. That's going to be a guy who takes the league by storm. Once he gets healthy, uh, if he didn't have the, the knee injury, he, people were saying he'd be a top five, top 10 pick at, at, you know, top five, top seven, whatever it was, he might've been the first receiver taken. So to me, if the lions feel that strongly about the guy, you, you should have gotten more out of that pick. Cause that 12 is not, is nothing to sneeze at. And as far as, as far as teams, as far as, you know, like, Hey, you know, take 250 players and they all kind of are packed in there the same, you know, I think most general managers would tell you that each draft has at least, you know, 10, 15 blue chip guys, 10, 12, whatever it was. Well, the Vikings are sitting right there. They're sitting in a spot where they hope not to sit again for, for, you know, although they ultimately that's where they always end up is somewhere in that middle. But, you know, you want to be down there where the, you know, the Chiefs are every year, uh, you know, and whenever you make trades, let's say you trade your first round pick like the Rams did, it's a 32, you know, and not a, not a two um, to, to get a quarterback or something. So I'm saying is, you know, they should have gotten more for that pick because there's value there. There's much more value there than there is you know, down the road. I agree with that. You know, I, I'm, I'm bummed that they traded up that they gave 46 in that deal to get 32, 34 and 66, they had to give up their second round pick to get the lions, you know, you know, I I agree with that part of it, but I don't agree with the fact that if that guy's there, he's a game changing player or whatever, the Vikings don't need him at, at receiver. They have a game changing player. Just 
Yeah, yeah. just wait. And, and granted, they're eventually going to lose Thielen, but they're not going to lose him maybe next year. So you're you're drafting for out down the road. More important to them was to get a corner, or a, a, someone in their secondary that can help them this year. And right now, I, I don't think uh, uh, James uh, Williams gets the ball that much next year or maybe even the following year with those other two guys in there. You know, I don't think yeah. he affects your team. And that's got to be what Quasi's thinking. Have you, have you, did you see how many, how many times the Rams use three receivers? You see that the, you know, what the Bengals, uh, what their primary for, I'm not saying I didn't, I didn't promote picking a receiver, but I'm devil's advocate here. The, the, the Cincinnati Bengals have three guys taken in the top two rounds at, at receiver, two of them back to back years. One was five, one was 33. Um, you know, there's, if you wanted to go, if, if, People that, you know, if they would have taken a receiver, say a receiver was off the charts, the number one guy, to me, I could have, I would have been comfortable with them justifying taking a receiver. If you look at what's going on around the league with the receivers in the offseason, when all these guys are getting all this money and, and their teams are like, they can't afford them, the, some of these teams can't afford them, they're trading them to teams that, that are desperate for getting more receivers. You saw six taken in the first time ever, six was taken in the top 18. There were 17 of them taken. The draft mark. <laughs> you can't get I, – I, well, what that, a lot of this will be proven out. Can uh, uh, The guy from Michigan State in the sixth round, uh, if you're going to argue that you that he is the equivalent of Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams, if Jamison Williams ends up having this – being the kind of guy that Detroit thinks he is, well, this is Detroit also. So they've, they've whiffed on receivers in the, ba- in the past – except for Calvin Johnson. But, you know, to me, it's like these arguments are great. They're fun to have right now. Um, But there's only – it'll be proven over time. Yeah. He's either really, really smart and shrewd and whatever. But I think even if if, if he is that, I don't like that he – for what he got back in return, I think there should have been more. Detroit Detroit can make that trade and really kind of, you know, say – Williams doesn't become the all pro player, but he becomes a good, decent player. They don't get ripped as much because I don't, you know, it'll be like, you know, we really didn't give up a ton for this guy uh, to take a shot at this guy. I mean, they got to, you know, if Jared Goff is the, I, I sort of admire that the, the Lions for not making that trade and grabbing a quarterback who's going to be a bust. They're, you saw, you saw the, the quarterbacks finally get evaluated the way they should. If they're lousy, you know, they go, <laughs> They, they go later in the draft. I didn't think that would happen. I had two quarterbacks going in the top eight. I thought, you know, it, 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 you know, if you're desperate for quarterbacks, you take them because they, that's, that's just how they've been doing it forever. Um, but, you know, to me, you just needed more out of that pick. I, I agree with that point. But, but I'll say again, what's, what's more desperately needed on this team that's doing their, their competitive rebuild is, is Harrison Smith going to be gone and skills deteriorating sooner before uh, Adam Thielen's? And, you know, I mean, how do you how do you look at it? They needed help on the secondary. Jamison, whatever his name is, doesn't even matter. So they don't want him. They don't what want if he becomes, him. So yeah. what they did was they got three for two. I know it's not enough. I, I Like I said, I didn't like him giving up the 46. But they got three for two, and they're doing they're rebuilding. They need more bodies, and they got more bodies in the top two rounds than they would have gotten without making that trade. That's for the Vikings. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good you, if, yeah, if you're counting bodies, yeah, we got more bodies. If you're counting potential great players, it'll it'll be determined. I mean, there were there were 21 teams or 20 20 teams. 
that thought Randy Moss wasn't worth it. Ah, we're not taking him. And he landed in the Vikings. I'm just saying it. I'm not saying that that's the, that's going to be this guy, but it's like, if you're counting bodies, yeah, whatever. But, and also not trading down bodies, Mark, I said bodies in the top two rounds. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's okay. Well, well, one body in the top 12 might end up being a hell of a lot better than three bodies in the top 47. So or, Randy Moss. No, no, no. <laughs> now, I'll say that we don't know. We don't know. We don't. That's, that's the beauty of this draft is that, okay, you, and you're saying, oh, we don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need him. Okay, tick-tock, tick-tock. You know, you know, time's flying on on, uh, on all of us, Joe. We know this. Yeah. Uh, suddenly you, you wake up and Adam Thielen is either he's too old to play or you can't afford to give him $19 million yeah. on the salary cap. And then all of a sudden Justin Jefferson's 24 years old now or whatever. You know, he's up. He's up the age of that second contract, and he says, you know what? I want to be the top paid receiver in the league. Now, there, if Tyreek Hill has been traded, if uh, Devontae Adams gets traded, uh, you know, a, a you may not be able to afford a Justin Jefferson. Now, those guys got – those teams got a lot back for those receivers. Uh, in fact, I'd say, you know, they did pretty good for guys that they couldn't afford or didn't want to play there or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's fluid. I mean – Suddenly, you could have had a. I'm not again. I'm, I I didn't think they should have taken a receiver. I said cornerback like you did, but I I yeah. knew that those top two cornerbacks would be long gone. Hell, Stingley went a spot higher than I put him four, and he went three. Uh, and that guy just looked phenomenal. Uh, he, whether he'll be a bust, who knows? But no, he just looked like he looked that part a receiver next year in the draft too, just as easily. You know, well, just as easily, but uh, okay, who who are they going to get next year? I mean, I'm saying what was on the board right there. Also, you know, by making the point that, uh, you know, you, you get three great receivers now, and then then uh, so all of a sudden this guy, this guy becomes your two, Jefferson he becomes your one, whatever. Say he's a great player. Okay. Uh, you know, they just needed to get more, you know, from, from, if they're going to do that. Plus, you know, and we're obviously seeing a, we're seeing receivers become, you know, like, treated like the quarterbacks have been treated for years. I mean, we're starting to see that. And now, you know, not only did they not say they said they didn't take him, but uh, to the point of the, you know, of what these general managers, will, some will tell you is that not only did you not take him, but you said, okay, Detroit, here you go. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, here you go with, with the receiver you need, you know, that that's, that opens you up to a lot of criticism. Now, now granted, if, if Detroit picked a crap player, then he looks. Then it's not a big deal. If Green Bay picked a crap player, no big deal. But if they pick two guys that are going to be playing the Vikings twice a year and they're going to be like torching them, that's a problem. The Vikings got three guys that are going to be playing them this year. So I mean, that's that's the whole thing. You got to look at it from both sides because they, you know, it's it's. Like Quasi said, there someone else might have made this trade with them. Why don't it be the oh, sure? Why doesn't it be the Vikings that make them pay? You know, up. You know, to to move up in the draft. The the Packers had to give up two second round picks to get up and get that that receiver that they were looking for. While it burns my biscuit to, to trade with the Packers, don't get me wrong. That part of me does. I take off my NFL hat or my my Vikings hat and. Uh, Take off this hat and let you see that in the background, so I get my Mankato Brewery in there, and there then, uh, 
that, you know, I take off my fan hat and I put on my analytics hat. I mean, you know, someone's going to make that deal with them. Why not the Vikings? Why not the Vikings make them pay more? And they, they were didn't. Just, they were just they, willing to, pay, to trade with the Vikings as yeah. Well, they didn't. They didn't get enough. Well, in Detroit's case, in Detroit's yeah, case, yeah, it, I, yeah. Well, but okay. Uh, human nature is you. You you pay with the guy that that was traded up for because he's taken higher in the draft. He was taken with your spot. You could have taken that guy. Okay, yeah. you know. I mean, you don't get. But by the Vikings taking whoever they took, you know, down the road, you know, yeah, we're going to show you by taking this guy 40-something. You know, it's okay. Well, you know, I mean, there's uh, – like the team jumps up, takes that guy, and then all those spots, all those those 20 – not only that guy, but but the Jordan Davis, the, 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 the whoever was the third corner taken. Uh, you know, you mentioned corners. There were, you know, there was two more corners taken before scene was taken. You know, they liked Booth. They liked Booth in the second round. Now, where they could, you know, uh, when they traded, when they, they saw that guy and they, they went up to get him, um, and they also went up to get the, the other corner they got. So they, they saw their corners in a way that a lot of teams didn't see. They probably so, weren't. Mark, can I ask you? But, I'm not, saying, but I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying they saw it differently. Right. It'll be judged the down the road. They saw it in terms of value. They, they can get this corner and get this in addition. So they oh, but that corner better be as, good. They aren't looking at it as the player's talent because, I mean, we haven't even spoken about this, and we, we can do it in the next segment. But, you know, Kyle Hamilton was on the board when the Vikings picked at 12, who everybody, everybody and their brother's mother's dog uh, ranked higher than – than than Lewis seen. So they saw it as scene plus. They saw it as booth plus. You know, I mean not, you know, they they're seeing the value of that pick and that position rather than just the value of that player's talents. Would you agree with that? That's how well, I, I don't know that they that they uh that they had I think they had seen ranked as their top safety. They did. Yeah. And but to me, okay, so <clears throat> you know it'll be proven out. The reason I'm guessing is the reason they saw that the reason that Kyle Hamilton didn't end up going where initially we all thought he was going to go is because he ran a crappy 40 time. That happens. Now, there's been a lot of guys in this league, Jerry Rice primarily, uh, that ran crappy 40 times and became pretty good players. Uh, but if this guy, you know, Scene ran a much better 40 time, Scene was, you know, so an analytics guy, who knows, somewhere in all his algorithms, maybe it's, he might have a pie chart of what a guy running a four five six or a four six is compared to a guy running a four three whatever. I don't know, but you know it had a lot to do with Kyle Hamilton going to a uh, fourteen. But the fact that Kyle Hamilton got taken, of course, granted the value became better as he came as he dropped down the board. But he him going fourteen to Baltimore shows you know Baltimore is pretty good. They know their way around a draft board. Um, and they know their way around uh, picking safeties. Uh, so, you know, I think Hamilton, again, will probably be a much better player or be a, be a better player than Seen. But, you know, you could say, oh, well, Seen went 32 and Hamilton went 14, but you could have had Hamilton, okay? Yeah, that's, Seen went that's 32 something. plus. You got to okay. Yeah. Well, we, okay, but the, the, the plus is bet by all, all the – yeah, the, again, the, the the thirty-two better and the forty-something better add up. Better be much 
they better come through. They better better all come through because it's you know it starts to equal up. Okay, uh, who was taken? You could say take a pass. Say take a draft five years ago, and there's an all pro that's sitting at or uh, like Quentin Nelson, number seven, a guard. You know, everybody was like, ah, you know, uh, he's a special guard, but you can't take him number seven overall, whatever it was. I think it was seven. Uh, you know, there might have been a team that uh, that took uh, had two first round picks at the end. You know, you know, or we got two guys. We got two guys in the first round. Well, you didn't get the blue chip guy. You didn't get it. So, uh, what I'm saying is the Vikings. You know, to it, it takes a it takes big, it takes Case Keenum sized to uh, to you know Zimmer would even Zimmer might I'm sure Zimmer's not wearing a Vikings hat anymore. But uh, he might even admit uh, for what they did took some Keenum sized uh, yeah. pair uh, to to just say you know what everyone's going to see this kind of the way I'm seeing it like you didn't pay enough you might have missed on a great guy you could have taken Jordan Davis you could have done this that and the other thing but they're saying you know what we're going to be proven right over time and uh, that's what makes me fascinating because now we these guys are starting to starting to leave footprints in the snow that we well, can that's follow. That's what you said last week on the show. You said, you know, it was hard to judge yet, but you can't wait to see what Kwesi's track record is going to be. He kind of gave us one, didn't he? <laughs> he sure good. did. And, I, you know, I, I like the guy. I, I, I admire I think he's smart and everything. I just – and, and he, he, you know, he has a way of talking very smart without, you know, being arrogant about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be an Aaron Rodgers-like about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he's – he probably is the smartest guy in the room, but and he and he talks like he's the smartest guy in the room, and he makes decisions like he's the smartest guy in the room. But he still has a way of not being uh, unlikable. But I, you know, whether if he, if it's good, that's great. You know, we'll write that he's he's a genius. If it's bad, then he knows we're going to write and say and talk for a long, long time about this. Is gets to be a this will be a, a a draft that will be talked about for a long, long time, because I don't see it being a wash. I don't see Detroit being happy and the Vikings being happy and the Packers being happy. Someone's going to win this one, and it's going to be fascinating to watch and see. All right, we're back at Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, it goes without saying this was a contentious draft, and it was, you know, I was with you on the day it was happening. I go, what in the wild world of sports is going on here? But, uh, you know, I, you know, my, my one complaint with Quasi is he came out a week before and said, you know, there's no number of seventh round picks that, that uh, uh, equate the value of a first round pick, you know, and kind of implying that he wasn't going to go the route of uh, Rick Spielman, his predecessor and, and keep amassing seventh round picks. Now, granted he didn't get seventh rounders, but he traded just like trader Rick in the best of possible moments. And, you know, like I said, I didn't like the fact that we were training with the Packers, but as I've sat to analyze it, I've, I've, I've come around to it a little bit better. If you look at it from, from different perspectives, it all comes out in the wash. It shows even more what a crapshoot this is. But I'll be honest, the one trade that really kind of bothered me is the one with the Colts. Even though they went up and uh, they took uh, or they got – can't who they they got they they got their 42 back and they were able to trade booth which is who they wanted but it cost them it cost no no i'm sorry the one of the browns the one of the browns because it cost him a fifth rounder next year i mean the way he was throwing picks around going from seven to ten in the draft you know uh that that's all fine and good but i sure as heck hated giving up a any kind of a draft capital for next year because uh which one was the browns 
The Browns, um, they, they gave 156 and a fifth rounder in 2023 to go up to 118. And, and they were at 120. Well, I guess they were still at had 122, but they had a, yeah, they went up from 156 and traded with, with the Browns. They've given them that fifth round pick next year. And it just didn't seem like they well, went up a number of spots. And with that, they took a Caleb Evans, uh, the, uh, I think he's a linebacker, isn't he? No, no, he's a he's a cornerback. That that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is that he's the guy from Missouri, the, the cornerback from right, Missouri right. that uh, was in. Um, oh, he transferred um, to Tulsa. He played like a bunch right. of games at Tulsa. That that's you know you talk about cornerbacks and 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 the way that they saw their uh, the way they saw their cornerback board um, told me that they knew whoever was whoever was right behind 118 um, was gonna take or probably take this guy. Yeah. So they saw, you know, there was, they were sort of relaxed about, you know, obviously at the top of the draft, but whenever they targeted, you know, cause they need more than one corner. I mean, it's, it's good to get another corner in here. Absolutely. Um, especially with all the injuries they've had and, and just, uh, you don't, uh, you know, if, if they valued that guy and they, and they spent the money, they spent the, the capital to go get him, you know, that's another one where, you know, how they saw the how they saw the board is different than a lot than other teams did, and so he's another guy to watch. It's just a, it's a it's a. What do you think about dynamic. that? Mark? Do you do you do you like that idea that he does see it differently and that it's it's you know the the draft the the picks themselves don't mean as much as getting that player that you want and it does you know he's, he's, he does not he's not going to care about the criticism and he didn't seem to he came out with this big smile but. Do you, is this, uh, did we witness an analytic style draft and do you like what you saw in that? Well, you know, you know the, the Browns, uh, the first time that he, um, you know, Andrew Barry was there and then, uh, they brought Dorsey in and then Barry went, I went away and he came back, you know, the, when the Browns were run by the analytics, I don't know how the Browns, how many regimes ago, we don't know, but, uh, you know, two, two regime, two, two, three regimes ago, you know, they were kind of a, more they're they're obviously a cutting edge of analytics they they traded down a lot you know so you know i'm not i wasn't surprised at all that the guy that you know no matter what he said about seventh rounders i mean he didn't ultimately do that you know he didn't right. he didn't take a you know uh i don't you know uh spielman had like something like he didn't have any last year but he had like there was a couple years in a row where they had he had four uh and the one was sort of he, he used it he said he used it as a as a college free agency because guys, it was a pandemic guys couldn't visit. So he was just loading up and getting, you know, uh, just basically college free agents. So, uh, you know, I was not surprised at all that, that he, you know, traded back and, and, and did all this wheeling deal. As far as do you, I, do I like it? I don't know what to think because the guy, we don't know anything about the guy, you know I mean? Yeah. We just know that, you know, he was on wall street and he's smart and uh, he's going to, be the first analytics guy to either completely flame out or win a Super Bowl or muddle around like Spielman did and get fired in six years. We don't know. I mean, it's so this is where like, you know, like a, you know, the footprints in the snow, we'll, we'll know where, where he's been when we start seeing guys play. I do think that, uh, you know, uh, he's got two starters and obviously a you know, booth is a, is, was an injury risk. The guys had two hernia sports, two sports hernia injuries, uh, surgeries. Um, it said he hasn't been healthy since he was, hasn't played healthy since he was in high school. Um, 
But if he's healthy, I think you've got you're looking at two starters in your secondary there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think you're throwing Ingram. I think Ingram's going to end up being, you know, uh, when uh, I would be. Nah, I mean, it could be, but I, I would be shocked if the if the the veteran that they got um, from Miami that had started 72 games, if he doesn't start there initially, uh, I like um, you know picking at Ingram probably tells me that your you know your your fascination with Wyatt Davis is going to have to come to it. You're, you're going to have to make your peace with Wyatt Davis and say goodbye to him because uh, there's no way in the world they're keeping Wyatt. And uh, and having Ed Ingram, uh, you know, saying goodbye to him. Well, you know that 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 pick of uh, Ingram, which has its intended uh, concerns, uh, won't delve into much on this. And wasn't the uh, most bizarre thing that happened in the second round for the Vikings? We had the Ed marijuana pick. I mean, mar- marinara pick. I mean, wondering if he had too much marijuana or not enough i don't know but that was that was entertaining didn't you think mark yeah i I said i I said it was the highlight of the draft it was something (laughs) you know something uh entertaining i mean he got the hook too i that's what i liked about it the the the, the producer or whatever they ran out there it's like come on you may make your pick oh Uh, then he was born i said where's the hook for this guy i was talking to my son on the phone at the time was happening i said and i i was you know this guy's a my son works in the film industry. I said, we got an actor up on stage and he goes, yeah, he found a camera in front of him and he wanted to go said, get the hook for crying out loud. That was crazy. Um, well, so the second round was Andrew Booth and Ed Ingram. And then they uh, finished up uh, that, that, uh, that, that uh, second day of the draft with linebacker, Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. Um, uh, you know, there was talk at the time, of course, he was ranked later than some some of the other players. And, and uh, clearly, Quasi and the crew uh, valued him because they jumped up to to take him, I believe. Uh, yeah, they yeah that was the one they jumped up to. Um, no, Asimova was 66. That's that's the one of the picks that they had. They got from the, the Lions in the first initial trade. So. What do you think yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's you know, we're talking about Quasi and his track record and everything. You know, as you as you look as you look at the what's the 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 backstories on some of these guys. Um, you know, Booth is an you know in, he's got injuries. Okay, um, the Ingram has the the two. Uh, well, they were dis- they were dismissed. He has off the field issues, two sexual yep. felony accounts, uh, charges that were that were dismissed. You know, but. We're not talking about that like we, I think, like, I'm, and I'm not going to defend, get on a high horse and defend Spielman, but don't you think there would be a lot more talk about that if Spielman had made those picks? You know, like, oh, you, you know, you, you, you have the, the sexual charges, you have the, you know, the injuries. Uh, uh, and also Ingram was a guy uh, that was rated, I believe, some had him as a day three pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but probably because of his char, his off the field right. stuff. Um, you know, so. There's also that. There's also these things that he's going to have to answer to, just like, um, like Spielman always. Spielman always had to come out and say the same thing. You know, we've done our due diligence. I mean, Spielman got. Uh, speaking of second round picks, wasn't that long ago that Dalvin Cook was trotted out for us, and we were, and all of it became all the off field, off the field stuff mm-hmm. that Dalvin Cook did when he was in college, high school, whatever. And Spielman was grilled on that stuff. And, uh, you know, how he, you know, Spielman explained how he did his due diligence and 
So you're saying so, Crazy's getting a pass on this? I, well, it's sort of just popping into my head, but yeah, I would. Are we? Of course, I, I don't have my ear to the ground. I mean, I, you know, I, I see some of the stuff. Plenty of hand wringing that night on Twitter. I was watching it. You know. Well, I know he got. I know he got. I mean, believe me. I whenever I tweeted uh, initially, the initial without having to have Pro Football Focus tell me what to think, I decided like, hey, this doesn't feel like they got enough for this. And then I said something, blah blah blah. And then I said, I'll hang up and listen. And it was like, da boom. It was just yeah. like an avalanche of people. Obviously, there's gonna be there's gonna be. I'm sure if you would have someone would have tweeted, hey, Quasi's the smartest guy in, in the history of football. There would have been uh, that part of Twitter would have said, oh yes, yes, he, we need to we need to extend him for ten years. You know, so Twitter, you're you're now you're, you're you get what you're looking for when which is basically everywhere in the world now. If you want to, if you want to enhance your your opinion, just go to a certain spot. If you want to fight, go to another spot. Um, you know, to me, you know, that's when you're talking about getting the value for these picks. It's going to be all over the map uh, of, of how yeah. this is looked at. But as far as getting a free pass, yeah, I, I think I didn't see a lot of people talking about that. We we may see this come up again and again every time he's either moved into the starting lineup or he's, he's looking like he's got, you know, anytime there's a story about Ed Ingram, they're going to bring it up because, you know, a lot of people didn't like the answer that he gave when he did ask, he was asked the question in his opening press conference on the, on the telecom or the, the, the telephone, you know, the, he gets kind of said, well, he was kind of moving on from that or something. And, and uh, um, so I, I don't, I don't think we're done there yet, but yeah, you know, um, that's that that is and it probably should be for a, a some you know until people are satisfied with 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 the situation uh some question you know and i granted it was you know, the charges were dismissed so what what can you say i mean what can you say it, it is no, I'm not, I'm not defended or, yeah. or 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 uh uh fly in the face of it because i don't have all the facts you know yeah, exactly and that's something people never say they never, never say that. You know, I, I don't. I'm not qualified to answer that question because I don't know the guy. I've never seen him in my life. What I'm saying is that the typical. I'm not saying that Quasi should have avoided him. Uh, you know, if, if the charges are dismissed and then they looked into it, then that's on them. You know, that's on them to see where it goes from there. You know, that they, they. You know, my my thing is that it's it's just he didn't answer. It seemed to have to answer for it in the typical way that. I know Spielman had to answer for Dalvin Cook, mm -hmm. and Dalvin Cook obviously Spielman, their due diligence was correct. I mean, you know, you could say different things about Dalvin Cook, but um, I think that that was a pretty good pick uh, that they made. Yeah, it's it. You know, I, I, I the the uh, the Vikings filled. You know, Ingram's a, a a guard, so he was on offense, but he was the first early pick on offense. The rest of them were all defense. They had to rebuild that defense because they addressed other issues in uh in free agency but the, you know they the the picks were on the defensive side early and often and and uh then they kind of later on went went to the other side of the ball uh is this a draft that uh, mike zimmer would have loved <laughs> you know, all those defensive players well yeah i mean uh getting you know two corners in the top um four rounds uh getting a safety should you know, the or be concerned Go ahead. Well, he Cam won't be a starter. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, there'll be there'll be times maybe where they use three safeties. Uh, we saw some of that last year. Maybe maybe you see some of that this year. But no, I mean, uh, it, let's put it this way: if if 
if Seen comes in as a 32 guy after what you did and after how you've trumpeted your your how you see the board and all this stuff, and, and you had a you had a an opening, it's an opening. There, there's a starter that left, and there's an opening there begging, and it's a first round draft pick, and he can't beat out Cam Bynum. And, and not that Cam's a bad player, but I'm saying that would be that would be a bad, bad start to to the draft evaluation. Uh, so I certainly see Seen being a, a starter. You know, playing alongside Harrison, Cam Bynum, you know, coming in in different packages because Cam is sort of a, uh, I mean, he's a, the reason he's a safety is he's not fast enough to be a corner. I mean, there's people are always out, you know, talking about, you know, why, you know, what are your thoughts on being switched from corner to safety? And he's like, oh, you know, I, I, I love it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he switched. You don't switch from corner to safety unless you don't have the speed to, to play corner right. in the NFL. I just, that's the bottom line. So, but he has enough. He's a fast safety. So, there's packages as, as we saw with what Zimmer was doing where you could have three safeties and now you've got a, a defense that's going to be even, you know, you're going to see bodies all over the place. You, know, you could probably see two linemen in a, in a nickel situation or, you know, there were times in these types of defenses where you might see one down lineman and guys all over the place. So, you know, it's going to be a Campbell. Campbell is a good player. He'll, there'll be a spot for him, but he's, he's not going to start and he shouldn't start. Yeah. Um, Going for a linebacker that early uh, on day two, you know, uh, 36, that, that surprised me a little bit. I didn't know that that was the, as big a priority. I thought they did pretty well in free agency on, on linebacker. And, you know, then you start seeing whispers of it's going to, he's the eventual replacement or it's going to nudge out uh, uh, Eric Kendricks. And I, I thought to myself, what? Is that right? I mean, I, Eric Kendricks is not that old. I don't think he's ready for the pasture yet, is he? No, no. I mean, he's, he hasn't aged um, like Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr aged a lot quicker than, than yeah. Kendricks. I mean, yeah, that that pick um, sort of surprised me a little bit because, you know, he's not the four three guy or anything like that. He's not the biggest guy. He's he's a third round pick. You, know, pe- you hear people talk about he's gonna be a special teams player. It seems like a hot. It seems like it's high to be picking him there, but I just don't know enough. I mean. Yeah, it just it seems. I'll, I'll put the word seems. <laughs> um, <laughs> like someone will say, so and so a great guy. He seems like a great guy because you tend tend not to know these guys as much as you used to. Um, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's, it seems kind of high there um, at a spot where, you know, but they you know they need depth there and yeah. It's 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 uh it just lends more to the fact that uh, the. the Draft is a crapshoot. You know, anybody can put their own value on uh, a player at a certain spot. And and uh, we never, you know, I was I was going to trot out a draft here from how many years ago and have us look at it and see, you know, evaluate a draft. And, you know, it, it's never really done. You know, I mean, Kwesi will be on to the next one. And we'll be talking about that one next year. And we'll forget that this one, what, what happened here. Uh, I won't forget this one. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There is no one that's going to forget this. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. All right. We will come back in, uh, uh, in a moment and, and take a look at uh, day three of the draft when they picked up, uh, it looks like six more players that, to, to fill out their roster. And, and uh, uh, we'll talk about it then. All right. We're back at Vikings territory breakdown. And Mark is just relishing in the fact that he, he took me down in a, in our first uh, golf outing of the year yesterday on the final hole when uh, 
I had led the entire way, but oh well, that's not they put you got to play 60 minutes, I guess, even in golf. So 60 minutes, yeah. And anyway, so we're back with day three of the Vikings draft. Talk about that. And the Vikings fired out and got a few players. Uh, the first one, well, we kind of talked about a Caleb Evans. Uh, they picked him with the fourth round and pick 118, but then they picked up an edge rusher from. The Gophers in Sezi Adomewu. I don't Adomewu. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, one I will have trouble saying and spelling for the rest of my life. But uh, you know that was there was a lot of edge rushers in this draft, and and uh, um, it was nice that he was still sticking around there. I think he was really happy to stay be staying in Minnesota, and that it. Uh, I think he's from Haiti, is where he originates from, I believe. And uh, did you have any thoughts on the picking up of him, Mark? Well, my, my first thought is I hope you live longer than his career. Um, you might want to set your sights a little higher than, than the end of, of Good point. Uh, Good to his career. Um, yeah, I was surprised that, uh, I mean, they only have so many picks. You can only do so much, you know, fill so many holes or whatever. But um, I was surprised that that's the only defensive lineman we saw, you know. Yeah. I just uh, – I just don't think – and that one of the reasons I like that Jordan Davis, number 12 overall from Georgia, was he looked like a you know a monster that could play any of those three spots. So right now you're looking at Harrison Phillips and Dalvin Tomlinson and probably Armand Watts as your starting three, and then not a lot behind him. So uh, this guy, even though he's a fifth-round draft pick, I think has a chance to, you know, to, to make the team and uh, maybe contribute. So – I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, you know, I just don't know a whole lot about him. So I, if it's a fifth rounder, it's uh, they saw, you know, you're, that's when you're kind of looking at physical, you know, skills where they could, uh, you know, used to be, you know, they'd hand him over to Andre Patterson, you know, his, his uh, the cats that he called him and all that. But uh, now he's with the last regime. So he's, he's bad. He, he didn't know what he was doing. So, um, but you know, They'll have to develop him. Uh, he's not going to be a guy that can be a day one starter, but yeah. no, they need they need people in there that can play on that line in the, in a three four. You reminded me of when you said you didn't know anything about him a couple times. Reminded me of this interview I had with Jerry West many years ago. I was writing the George Mikan book and I was trying to get all these big name players and get some quotes from them. And I was talking to Jerry West, you know, and and. He did not want to be doing the interview with me. <laughs> he said, and, you know, I must have asked him in four or five different ways. I never saw the man play. I never saw him play. And he just kept repeating it and repeating it. I was going, Dude, you're, you're the big Lakers guy. George Mikan was the former Lakers guy. Come on. Give me, uh, I never saw him play. I said, okay. <laughs> Went on from that interview. So. I, I was, I got one there. Talking to, I won't just say the names because I don't want to. Uh... Point eight, or I just want to say the name, but a Hall of Famer in the uh, a Pro Football Hall of Famer died. Who's a everyone would know their name, and I went to another arrival um, Hall of Famer to talk about this guy, and um, he, he paused and he said, "I never did like that a hole," <laughs> and so that was. Uh, I appreciate there, sir. <laughs> I appreciated his honesty and the fact that he wasn't going to give me a canned quote to because no. someone had just passed. So, <laughs> did you use it? <laughs> uh, no, I, I couldn't. Uh, or a family newspaper, Joe. So, yeah. 
Jerry, Jerry's quote didn't make my book either. No, no. They were still in play. But uh, um, after uh, Adamewu, Mewo, uh, the Vikings grabbed running back Ty Chandler from North Carolina in the fifth round. Um, did we need a running back? Uh, one that could run a 4.38, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's a little slight, though. That's why he can run that thing. Well, he's 5'11, 204. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess that's yeah, that's bigger than me. So, of course, I, I can't write or run how fast more. A four three eight. Yeah, you no. could probably you could you might be able to run an eight three four. <laughs> I we should we should that, we should find that we should, without getting hurt. I dreamt once that I ran a four three. Uh, then they picked up uh, uh, a tackle, which was nice to see because I know you've mentioned in the past. You know, we never know if. If Christian Darisoff, he's going to last physically a, a whole season. So it's nice to have some depth there. Vidarian Lowe in Illinois, uh, uh, probably good insurance there to get, you know, keep keep backfilling that tackle position. You know, Brian O'Neill has been great for the how many, I think he's in, you see, I know he's on his second contract now. So he's probably been there five, six years and they don't last forever. Is he 18? Uh, I mean, he's, He's entering. He's in the prime of his career, but right, right now, you know, Rashad Hill has not been re-signed. I don't think he's signed with anyone else. I don't believe. Um, but so that you know, there's an opening for the swing tackle position. I now I have a hard time. I don't know that a a sixth round draft pick is going to be your swing tackle in 2022. No. But but he could be a guy that could end up on your practice squad, or and be developed as a guy that could be your swing tackle down the road. Um, you know, right now, I you know they don't have their swing tackle. I mean, the backup left tackle is probably Blake Randall. Um, you know, maybe Rashad Hill comes back. I don't know if they can afford him. So yeah, they're definitely going to be. Um, that, that's one of those at that point you're just you're, you're kind of looking for physical traits and trying to match some needs and looking down far, probably looking farther down the road than you are. Can he help us right now? Yeah. Um, it, it you just you just need bodies there because you know as much as we've seen over the last how many years, we've just been hoping and praying that uh, the linemen stay in there because what what they do have you know they don't they haven't had much depth they didn't even have a first line so so hopefully he can uh, he learn the position and 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 uh, show some value contribute. After that, they picked up wide receiver. Jalen Naylor. See, they didn't need a guy dang wide receiver in the first round, Mark. They got I think I think Jalen will be better than Jamison Williams. I he'll be like this guy will be a Hall of Famer. Jamison so. will be a bust. Yeah, well that's or not. Good. That'll be good because then then uh, they can let Justin Jefferson go when he wants his big money in a couple of years. There you go. Well, this uh, uh, this Jalen guy, I mean, not just a receiver, but I think I believe, you know, if you uh a lot of experience as, as a punt returner. This team doesn't have a punt returner. K.J. Osborne is there because D.D. Westbrook had the most returns for him last year, did nothing. This team has not had a had a uh, punt returner of note or do anything since uh, Marcus Sherrills. And, uh, or was he just a kicker? He wasn't, he wasn't a punt returner. He's a kicker. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, but, I mean, they haven't had a, you know, this guy could be in the mix, I would think, as a punt returner. So, uh, they could use a little more juice on, in punt returns. Uh, they they found it last year on kick returns with Kane. Um, if if they can find another guy that's, you know, 
can be a good returner. That's a, that's a, would be a, a really a good bonus pick for the why sixth round. Why specialize? I mean, why can't the guy do both? You know, I mean, it, I, it, I, it, you're basically catching a kick and I know it, you're in a different spot and it's a different situation, but basically the guy's got to catch the ball and run for crying out loud. What's the deal? I, I mean, I've never, I've never done either, uh, but it, it's like, it looks like two different skill sets to me. One's probably the, uh, the punt returner is more of your, uh, I, I would imagine more of your Chad BB type jitterbugger and the kick returner can be the, the Cordero. I mean, Cordero might not, Cordero might be, he's one of the best kick returners in NFL history. And he might be one of the, the biggest, might be the biggest, you know, right. uh, so, but you know, like Devin Hester, if, if you're a Devin Hester, you can do them both. Um, so it's rare. It just, it seems weird to me, you know, that, you know, it, it is a different skill set. You're receiving the ball in a different way and there's different decision-making there's different blocking formations up front, I'm sure, but it just, ah, uh, you're, you're old school. I mean, to you, like, you know, Mick Tinglehoff doesn't come off the field when it's time to punt. Mick just snaps it back. Right. There That's how go. we did it. Yeah. That's, That's how we did it. Vikings final pick of the draft was the tight end Nick Muse, South Carolina. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you wrote about him, you know, because I was thinking, oh, is this the Vikings Mr. Irrelevant pick? And and you were kind of asking the same question. Uh, you know, the Vikings uh, lost a tight end. Uh, I've already forgotten his name. That's a heck weather means gone. I don't care. They're bringing back Irv Smith uh, uh, from injury. So they need some depth there. I don't know if he's going to provide it. What did you think? What did you learn in, in talking with well, him? Well, they lost Tyler Conklin. There um, is his name. And they brought uh, Johnny Munt from uh, the, the Rams, a blocking guy. Mm. Um, I like this guy. He's just uh, – well, first of all, I, I, the headline may have said something about her, Mr. Irrelevant, but I yeah. they may not have known what to put on my story. I have no idea. But uh, I kind of wrote about how many – you know, the fact that the seventh round has become – and at the end of Rick's tenure became kind of a punchline. It was sort of, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a line that Quasey used and people were like, is he making fun of Rick? Is he making fun of Rick? Yeah. I don't think he was, but it, you know, the, the term seventh rounder kind of became a punchline. So I looked at like all the seventh round picks that they had, had they had brought that they had ever you know signed. And since 1994, the seventh round was the last round of the draft. And, you know, uh, Spielman, you, you got ripped for seventh rounders. Uh, and he would either, you know, a lot of times when it came to linebackers, he was looking for the next Chris Spielman and he always found the next Rick Spielman. Uh, and the you know, offensive lineman that he would take there wouldn't generally flame out or, or not be any good. Uh, but he did take Jamarcus Sanford, who was uh, uh, one of my favorite players. And I, I, I think I tweeted something about him one time and, and Harrison Smith, tweeted back in a, a reply to it saying I would play for I would play alongside 10 Jamarcus Sanfords for free. Now, oh, Rob Brzezinski, Rob Brzezinski didn't hold him to that. Uh, so they, they did have to pay Harrison. Um, but the fact that you can get some value, uh, Shamar Stefan, you know, wasn't a great player, but he started 50 some games for the Vikings. That's pretty good as a seventh round pick. That was a guy Spielman pick. So it's kind of like, Hey, here's Quasi's first, first, you know, dive into the seventh round pool, you know, this guy, I would imagine he probably might be a practice squad guy, but they're not really, they're not, they're not deep at a tight end by any stretch. So, you know, maybe this guy, this is a guy that played 
uh, as he said, you know, he played against that Georgia team, that Georgia defense, you know, caught eight of eight balls for 130 yards and touchdown. Um, so he's lined up against these types of players and maybe he's got something. He is. I do like the fact that he's a good interview. I mean, that might not mean much to people anymore, but you know, when you ask some questions, there was some life there, you know, it's like kind of engaging to talk to him, a kind mm-hmm. of a good character. seems like the Vikings have more of those, which, you know, might not, might not sound like a big thing, but if you want to get to know a team, uh, you know, it helps to have some personalities that share some stuff, uh, you know, and, and bring along the fans because people always get mad at us, but we're just the people in between them and the fans and the fans should want more out of their, you know, get to know the players a little better, you know? So this guy was fun. He did actually dodge one question. He said, uh, um, something about with the Vikings, you know, how much time, how many times he met with the Vikings or talked to him. And he said, and then he talked about that, but then he also talked about having five or six other teams calling him at at the same time. And I said, you know, who are the five or six teams? He said, Oh, I'd rather not say blah, 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 you know, typical stuff. And I said, Oh, you dodged your first question. You know, welcome to the league. You're here, you know? Yeah. Cause that's how kind of how the league is. Now you ask, I've been doing this so long that there's, there could be 15 questions in my head to ask a guy and they've already been answered uh, in my head and by the, how they're going to answer. And typically right. that's how they, especially in a podium setting, it's, you know, you, you, the same kind of questions kind of get up, put up and then the same answers. And so it becomes a little, you can start typing your story while they're yeah, going through it. You know, you, you, you talk about that Harrison Smith quote reminds me of Butch Weininger, former catcher for the Minnesota twins. And, and uh, he said that he, he liked the game so much he, could, he would play for free. And Calvin Griffith came out with this quote, I really like that kid. And, you know, <laughs> most people would give Calvin grief for actually not really paying him much more than that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. Um, Mark, uh, uh, so Quasi's first draft, certainly, uh, like you said, memorable, certainly uh, – uh, something to 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 uh, a benchmark that they can move forward from, but and you know uh, no, there might have been some method to his madness because I think there were some good grades out there for him. We can talk about that in a second. But what do you, what do you see as a grade for this draft overall, despite how it came came to place? And ultimately, don't we judge it on the players that were picked? Then how they pick them. Yeah. You know, the problem is I, I mean, who, who really knows, you know, I guess if you're basing it on, if, if, if I did a seven round mock draft and, and I, I saw good value for the, uh, you know, the tight end in the seventh round. And I can't sit here and say, I would have taken that guy 230th, not 227. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, you know, where Quasi wins is if if Lewis Seen is a starting caliber. He starts as a rookie. He makes a Pro Bowl. He replaces Harrison Smith. It, do, it kind of doesn't, you know, it won't matter as much what else, what else happens around him. If Booth is the same way, um, you know, I, I was asked to, I not, not for the paper, I didn't give any grades, but I did a, a, the preview for Athlon Magazine, and part of that is given a grade, and and I'm sitting there going, I, I gave it a C plus. I, you know, I don't like a lot of what happened in the draft. 
Um, I don't like going down 20 spots and, and getting what they got back. I don't like sitting, having the team sit there as, as Jordan Davis and uh, Kyle Hamilton and the two corners. And then especially after they, after the, after the Vikings trade, there were nine trades in the first round after they traded, they were the second trade in the round. After that, there were seven teams that made trades either to come up or, um, they traded, you know, two veteran receivers that were tra- were traded, you know, in those picks from 12 to 23. So I don't like a lot of what of sitting there and waiting and seeing that many big good players go by. It just that's a hard thing for me to. And then the fact you know, the old school, I guess, is trading with your division your division opponents, um, trading with the Packers. Uh, I didn't like it, but you know. I'll go with it being like an ad, a slightly above average because I think that they got, you know, definitely a one a starter in the first round. That's probably going to be a good. That's going to be a good player. They probably got a starter in the second round. It's going to be a good player. You know, Ingram could be a starter. Um, if they hit on Ingram, it'll be because you know, how many times Spielman had to take so many swings at an offensive yeah. lineman just to get just to get. You know, two. He did. He finally got his bookend tackles, I believe. As long as Darisaw stays healthy, he got him just in time to get fired. And right. so the next guy doesn't have to worry about tackles for the first time. And you know, this 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 team's been worried about tackles for uh, forever. And so, you know, I think they got some good players. So I I, I you know, maybe it's a dart at the board, but uh, I I couldn't go A. I couldn't go F. Uh, I like somewhere in the middle. Like people, when it, when it was a 16 game season, what what's the record going to be? I always said eight and eight because eight and eight was as close to, you know, 12 and four as it was to six and ten or, or whatever. So I go in C plus. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, I was I was going to go C plus just because so I could say we'll see, but since I have a little more bullish on the dra- draft than you are, I'm going to go B straight B it and and I see three starters in there the three that you mentioned and I'm hoping for some uh some other players from the draft that will stick I I I think the Vikings did better nationally than you and I had thought I I've got an array up here up my screen that nobody can see except me and it's A's A minuses B pluses you know almost across the board there is one C plus from uh, NBC Sports Edge, but uh, there's also a D minus from Sports Illustrated and an F from uh, SB Nation. So, but the rest of them are B pluses. A, what did or from B minus to to A minuses? I don't see any A pluses. What? Give me a snippet because I didn't look. I don't. I don't care. Um, give me a snippet of the A. One of the A's. What? What was the reasoning? I, you know, I does. This is just a chart. I I, uh, I don't have the the reason. I also I also looked at one one time. I did look at grades afterwards, and because I wrote something about the grades, and every team except one had an A, or uh, a, I think it was A or a B plus. Now, wouldn't you go through and like give someone? I think one to one poor team got a C. Right. It's like what? so. So nobody screwed this up. It's like right. come on. you could, yeah. I mean, by that, uh, by by that measure, you could go down uh, Mel Kiper Juniors from ESPN, and you know, if there's probably you know, of all 32 teams, I see two A's, 
the rest are, you know, B's, B minus, B plus, or B, and two C pluses, and nothing worse than that. So that, that kind of. Well, let's put, let's put it this way. If you, um, you start handing out Fs, like the guy that handed out, whoever the guy is that handed out the F, although who, who talks, I mean, the percentage of people who actually still talk to are like, yeah, interview to interview players and teams, and, and it's getting smaller and smaller. Eventually, it might just be like one pool reporter for the entire internet, and, and uh, they'll, they'll 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 ask all the questions and then go get a beer while everyone writes their stories. Um, that be you, Mark. But, but yeah, I hope not to be that guy. You know, I don't, I don't want to be the one that has to actually go and you know and actually have to do it. Joe, come on. Speaking of, a I want to go. I want to go, go play golf. Yeah. No, but but to me, you start handing out a lot of Fs, they're not going to be returning your calls or, or, no, um, that's a good point. or talking to you as much. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I guess all the A's and B's come because they, you know, this so-and-so needs this, and they got that. You know, yeah. they, they, they they got the two letters before the name, you know, the, or in the case of a safety, it says S before his name. They needed an S, or um, they got good value on this guy. They didn't need – that position, but it's great at that at that spot in the draft. So it's a you crap know, shoot. It is. It's a crap shoot, and you. I want to see how your crap, how sh- how well you shot it. Uh, we just spent an hour and four minutes talking about a crap shoot. Joe. Yes. How'd you do on your mock draft? Oh god. Um, this year was rougher than like, I think for everybody any other year. And you blame um, crazy. I know you do. No, no. I mean, just uh, the fact that the the you know. <laughs> um, when you miss the first pick in the draft, it's uh, I should have believed the the Peter Kings of the world when they said, "Oh, it's going to change to Trayvon uh, Trayvon Walker." Uh, I thought, "Come on, it, Aiden Hutchinson looks like the best guy to me." They're not going to they're not going to you know switch out of that. Sure enough, they did. Um, I think I had three guys going to the right team, so I don't know if it was they were all the same at that pick though. You know, you were you know, the guy you wanted for the Vikings. He wasn't he picked the next guy or the next team? Yeah, about thirty seconds after uh, the Vikings made their pick, I think the Eagles called the Texans and grabbed that guy. So he's a guy. I mean, I, like I said, there's. I think you could go every pick that was made. I mean, grant, granted, if Seen becomes a, a great player, it doesn't matter. But you could go. Okay, starts with the the receiver going to Detroit. Then it, in my in my interest, it's that lineman going to to Philadelphia. They could have had him. Then it's like the people that uh, wanted Kyle Hamilton. He goes 14th. Um, I think the um, uh, the Chiefs came up and got a a cornerback. There might have been another team that came up and got a cornerback. That was a position of need for the Vikings. You know, it's like I know they couldn't have got the top two guys, but you know, one of those corners that went between 12 and 32. You know, what if they're great players? It's so, so you know, Quasi, it's there. It's like he can be proven right or he can be proven vastly wrong in many, many ways. If Lewis becomes a great player, I'm going to come back here on this podcast and make a scene about it with, you know. There you go. And remind you. And I'm going to remind you that it's Lewis scene plus, just so you remember. Anyway. That'll wrap it up for this week. Thank you, Mark, for for uh, battling with me on this. It's it's fun to talk about it. We get to debate it now and debate it for forever. And 
Thanks, Mike Walden, behind the scenes for producing the podcast. And thanks to y'all for tuning in to check it out. We'll be back next week and haggling some more. So come on in back and check us out then. Until then, Joe, we miss you, buddy. Skull.